Welcome to Entertainment Source Interviews. I am your host, Mary Jensen. I have put together a series of episodes titled Inside the Minds of Musicians, How They Are Coping with the Quarantine. So in each episode, I will be talking with one or two musicians about what they are doing musically during this time and also personally for themselves. And a lot of them are doing live streams on Facebook and they'll be talking about all of that. I will also include one original song for each artist to be included with their interview. All songs are copyright and may not be used or produced in any way without written permission from the artist. Here is episode three where I will be talking with Regina Sales. Regina is a dynamic singer-songwriter who blends her musical abilities with a love for performance. Her capacity to blend various genres such as pop, jazz, soul, and country gives even the most diverse audience something to match their musical taste. In April of 2013, Regina released a live acoustic album titled The Ann Street Sessions. She says, I love recording in the studio, but studio recordings can feel very different from live performances. So I invited some friends over to my living room for the evening, teamed up with some great musicians, a sound engineer and a video crew, and the Ann Street Sessions came to life. You can visit Regina's YouTube channel to view all the videos from the Ann Street Sessions at www.youtube.com backslash user backslash Regina Sales. In 2014, in addition to singing 100 plus shows, Regina had the opportunity to open for female folk pioneer Chet Fuhrer and female folk icon Annie DeFranco. Hey Mary, yes, this is Regina. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, you know, just trying to stay sane through all this stuff going on. I know. Um, That's so crazy. Yeah, it is crazy, but I love how all of you artists are doing live streams and everything for your fans. I think that's a really good thing. And so that's why I decided to do a series of episodes for my podcast, Entertainment Source Interviews, and try to get a lot of artists on and... You know, just tell us how you've been doing, what you've been doing, and stuff like that. Um, um, yeah, sure. I mean, um, it, I basically just, I've been doing two live streams a week. Um, one on Thursday at 1 o'clock, uh, specifically for kids, because when I uh, am not, um, when I'm not quarantined, I, I play school assemblies. So when I'm not in quarantine, yeah, I do uh, school assemblies for a lot of different school districts, so and um, it always goes over pretty well. And um, I have a, a master's degree in education. I do instructional design work on the side sometimes. And one of the big, you know, pushes of obviously public education this past month has been getting school online, which is kind of challenging for people who aren't used to like that that sector of education. A lot of teachers now I think are kind of half and half where they're, they're pretty tech savvy um, but then there's some teachers who've been around for a while who they've been doing a lot of things without technology and that works for them so um, I figured let me put something out there once a week for, to give parents and teachers a sort of a break from whatever they're teaching and try to make it you know sort of fun but also some give some sort of aspect of education um, so the first week I did a lesson on rhythm and 
just clapping um, basic stuff. Because the, the area, the age group that I really focus on is usually like K to five. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I happen to be lucky to be quarantined with my girlfriend, who's a choreographer. And so yesterday we did a, um, a choreography routine to a song and I played all the music live and she taught the kids choreography. She also has a degree in education. So that was kind of lucky that we kind of put our heads together to do that. Um, and then on Saturday nights, I've been doing a stream at seven o'clock and, uh, just been trying to play requests and some original songs. And I'm also lucky that I'm quarantined with my sister because I have a studio apartment attached to my house and my sister, uh, and her wife live, uh, in the apartment. And my sister also is musical. So she's been joining me on the live streams and, uh, playing a couple songs with me or singing a couple songs with me. And everybody's been really enjoying that because she doesn't really work in the music business at all. She's in the nonprofit world. So, um, for her, it's been kind of like, we used to do it when we kids all the time, but now we're like, Oh, let's do this. No, we have an audience. <laughs> so it's been, but people are really enjoying it. So that's been really fun. So that's basically been, my time is just sort of spending my days sort of preparing for the week streams and trying to learn some new songs to just keep myself busy and write a little bit of new stuff. And um, I love video games, so I've been playing my Nintendo Switch more than cool. I normally would. Um, and I, I was everybody's like, oh, binging TV shows and everything, and I'm just like, I don't want to get myself into like a TV series because I feel like I'll just spend hours on the couch watching tv and i'm trying to stay away from that so i'm trying to read and um cook and get in my yard and hike a little bit because i live right near the appalachian trail in pennsylvania so um that's pretty much it i mean that's been my day <laughs> thus so, far. yeah it sounds like you're keeping yourself busy so that's great and, yeah yeah and i love how you're doing the streams for the kids too that's a great idea yeah, it's been really, I've had really good feedback for the last two weeks uh, just doing it. I'm going to try to do, and yesterday the, doing the choreography was great because it was like one of the things that people have been, you know, I've been seeing on my, just my regular social media streams, like, oh, they're just, people have been sitting a lot and it's hard, you know, they want to get outside, but if the weather's not cooperating, not everybody has, I'm lucky I have a space in the basement of my house at a little like workout space so I've been trying to exercise a little bit every day too just to keep myself Mm -hmm. um, physically active because that first week I think I was like it was kind of like a oh I can have permission to do nothing and sort of eat whatever I want and then I put a pair of jeans on that first week after the live stream and I was like oh these are a little bit tight maybe I shouldn't be doing yeah (laughs) I know that's and that's easy to do too like you said if you let yourself get into a show or a couple of shows, and you just, and then you want to eat while you're sitting yeah. there watching oh, TV. Totally. I know. Yeah. I mean, I do that. I, well, not during the day. You know, we usually watch my girlfriend and I in the evening. We have shows, and we watch like a couple of episodes. Sure. Um, because I'm actually still doing my regular job, so I work from home now. You know. Sister's the same. She works from home, so this has been um, kind of you know, she's still working during the day and like coming in and working on music with me at night. So at least she has some sort of schedule still that mm-hmm. she's adhering to. And I'm pretty used to having a free schedule because I do do this full time. So a lot of times during the week, like I do have my days open to do a similar to what I'm doing right now. But the problem is I also spend a lot of time, you know, four or five nights a week out either playing or 
um, you know, meeting other people about music or whatever it may be. So being, and I actually love being home, uh, but being home this much and trying to stay productive while at home has been the challenging part for me personally. Yeah, I love being home too. I've wanted to work from home for a long time. Yeah, I just think, um, you know, in New England, I wish the weather would just warm up and we need spring more than ever now. And I think that would help a lot of people too to cope with this and be able to get outside and enjoy the weather and fresh air. Oh, definitely. And where are where are you living? I live in Massachusetts. Oh, in Massachusetts. Okay, so your weather's pretty similar to what yeah. we're experiencing in Pennsylvania. We had one really nice day last week, and I went out and I cleaned up my yard, and it felt so good to just be outside and you know had a few beers in the afternoon while I was raking leaves and everything. And it was just and that's another thing. Like I. <laughs> I, I socially drink when I'm out, but it, it but I always have to drive home, so I'm always I'm you know kind of calculated when it comes to that. It's like oh I'm home now, I could just sit and you know I think some <laughs> people in the live stream I said the first week I said what are your quarantine tips and one person said don't have happy hour every day and I was like that's true it's really easy to just be like oh I'm gonna have a glass of wine I'm gonna have a glass of beer uh, beer at two o'clock in the afternoon because I can't. <laughs> Yeah, I hear you with that. It is very tempting to go grab a beer or a glass of wine. <laughs> um, yeah, why don't we talk about your music a little bit? And that um, you're in a duo now with uh, Christian Porter. So you're Porter and Sales? Yeah, so I got started playing when I was really young. Um, started taking guitar lessons when I was 10, but I was always really into sports. So I didn't really take it um super seriously it was just kind of like a hobby and then when I was 16 15 16 and a couple guys I was in high school with me like hey you want to start a band and I was like okay and mm-hmm. it's just you know fun high school thing and then it kind of turned into like a serious like we started getting jobs and we started playing and like making a little bit of extra money and it was great I had you know a grocery store job when I was in high school but I got to go and play in this band on the weekends and it was great I mean my parents were super thrilled about it at first because I was definitely playing in bars when I was like 17. But, you know, they they would, you know, come out and see me and play. And I was a pretty responsible uh, young adult for the most part. So, um, so yeah, I just kind of, that's kind of how I started. And then when I went to college, I was a theater major because um, I love to sing, obviously. and But I also loved acting. So I was studying theater and uh, I don't know, some friends of mine were going out to an open mic. I think I was probably a sophomore, uh, my second year of college, yeah. Um, and I got up and sang a couple songs, and one of my friends was like, whoa, she's like, you really good at this. And I was like, well, I just always played in a band. Like, I never played solo. And she's like, who cares? She's like, you could totally, like, make some money. So I put, you know, 30 or 40 cover songs together plus some originals. And and then I just – I went to a couple places and did open mic and sang karaoke, and that's kind of how I initially got hired to do a lot of the bar gigs that I had. And then it just kind of – became a hobby and it was great because when I was in college I never really had to have another job it kind of helped just you know pay for all the things I needed when I was in college and because I lived on campus and then when I finished school I did a lot of I did some regional theater and I did a few commercials and but the playing and singing was like the thing that was always kind of steady in my life which is was funny because I was like I was like oh the broke musician and you know I certainly didn't have a lot of money but I was certainly you know 
making a regular job out of it. So I had a bunch of other side jobs, you know, for a lot of years. And then I guess probably five or six years ago, I've been like really, really full time uh, just doing it. And uh, yeah, I guess about five years ago, Christian and I met up and we started the duo Porter and Sales and we played together for about four years. And actually last year in the summer, we um, decided to take a break. Both of us had been writing a lot of solo music and decided that we kind of wanted to focus on that. You know, we hadn't been writing as much together. And we also both, we traveled a lot in four years and put a lot of time into it. We were both really burnt out. So we uh, it just felt like we needed some time to sort of like fill up our own souls. And we mutually agreed on, upon it and we're still great friends. He's been doing streams every week too. And we've been trying to be super supportive of each other. Um, but so actually I'm not playing with Porter and Sales at the moment. Okay. Um, and the plan was for me this year to uh, do a Kickstarter campaign in May and then record an album in the summer. And now with everything that's going on, I don't really feel like it's an appropriate time to be doing fundraising campaigns when half of the country is out of work, myself included. So that's just going to have to be on hold for a little while. Um, in the meantime, I'm just going to continue writing and, um, and, and playing as much as I can. I try to schedule myself weekends out of the Pennsylvania area. Like I was supposed to go to uh, Delaware and South Jersey, like the Cape May area uh, at the beginning of May. And sadly, I think that's probably not going to happen now because of everything. But mm -hmm. uh, uh, last year I went out to Colorado and I did a, a bunch of shows in Colorado and I did a songwriting retreat out there. So every year I try to get out to other places. I also had a weekend in May where I've scheduled a tour a little bit in Ohio. Um, I'm originally from there, so I have a pretty good following in Ohio as well. So um, that's kind of the focus, but with everything that we're currently experiencing, I think that's going to change some things. Um, it's really going to depend on when we are able to get back to work to, to see what the rest of this year sort of looks like for me. Cause what I had planned is certainly not going to go that way right now. So, um, but you know, I'm just trying to take all these moments and, and, as a songwriter and sort of compartmentalize them and like how it feels and what the world looks like and, you know, kind of take in how other people are feeling based on like, you know, their circumstances or jobs or whatever that is and sort of try to kind of file those away into the song file to have some, some good things to write about. Um, it's kind of, I, I always have a hard time when I'm in the middle of something writing about it. I kind of have to process it a bit and then look at it from like a couple perspectives to be able to, to really dig into it. Um, that's just kind of how I've always been. So I'm just kind of taking notes right now, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I think like, that's like the, for me, the, at least the hardest part of all this is we don't know when this is going to be over. We don't know how bad it's going to get. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, it's already gotten a lot worse than I expected it to, you know, like when we very first heard about it, Mm -hmm. And yeah, so now it's like, what, May 4th? And I honestly, I don't think, not to be negative, but I don't think it's going to be over by then. Oh, I don't think so either. I, I don't see I, how. No, I don't see, I don't either. And my sister-in-law, my sister's wife is a is a nurse, a registered nurse, and she works in New York City. And so she's been commuting. We only live about an hour and a half from New York. And up to this last week, she had been commuting back and forth. And she's a pediatric um, ICU nurse. So she wasn't seeing a ton of COVID in her unit. But because of everything that's going on in New York, she's been asked to transfer and work in adult COVID units uh, mm. in some 
um, some places that have been in just makeshift made into areas to take care of COVID patients. And so she's going to have to stay in, in New York now indefinitely. She's got some temporary housing set up because she doesn't want to come home and infect my sister or me or my girlfriend because uh, we, we said to her, like, if you want to come home, we can quarantine you in the studio and then move my sister in the house. Uh, and she just said, no, she said, I don't I don't want to even chance that. She said, I'd rather just stay in New York until I feel like it's safe to come home. So it's really it's been horrible um, in that. Right. And she and she has said, yeah, it's definitely a lot worse than some people want to admit. My my hope is that I get to work in June. I don't think I'm going to work before that. Um, and even that now, as it's kind of going on, I'm, I, I don't even know if that's going to happen. So yeah. just trying to take it one day at a time. And like you said, stay positive and, you know, keep busy and, and um, just hope for the best. And I will have to, I do have to say uh, my fans, my, the people who have been watching these streams, I have been so incredibly generous uh, p- uh, tipping virtually through PayPal and Venmo. Um, the first week I had over 500 people watching and so many people sent, you know, online tips. And it was, it was actually overwhelming. Like when I was done, I just, I, I would like tears in my eyes. I was so just grateful for all the kind, generous people out there who are, are still working or have the means to, you know, do that because, um, I mean, I think I spent enough time with my fans over the years to, I'm a very candid person. I'm, I mean, I'm very, what you see is what you get. There's, there's no like, you know, man behind the curtain, woman behind the curtain, if you will, or anything like that. So um, it was just really humbling to just feel my fan base really uh, embrace this situation for what it is and, and be so supportive. I, I couldn't ask for anything more as it's honestly been uh, amazing. So uh, if I had to see, pick one positive thing out of all this so far, it's just been like, I know that I have great fans. I've always known that. I mean, I have I just been doing this for a long time, but um, that was just an overwhelming, that first night I did the live stream of just even with people's comments and just everything. So, um, so even in this time, it's the, you know, being able to really sit back and say, okay, what are the things that I'm learning right now that I wouldn't have known if this didn't happen? So that's definitely one of them for me. Yeah. And I think like a lot of the fans, you know, I mean, they've been following you for a long time probably. And Mm -hmm. even like new fans, they love you. That's why they're watching your live streams and they, you know, they're happy to help out. They know your situation, like all the artists, you know, Yeah, Um, everybody. Yeah. you, You have no way to make money right now. And so I think that's a great thing. I mean, we're also appreciative that you're all doing these live streams so we don't lose touch with our favorite artists and you don't mm-hmm. lose touch with your fans. And, you know, we're happy to give give some tips. And, you know, if we were going to see live shows, we'd be buying tickets. So, it, yeah, exactly. and that's how I see it. So I'm really glad. I'm glad you're doing well with that. And God bless, um, was it, did you say it was your sister-in-law who, who was the nurse? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. My sister-in-law. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's God bless yeah. her. I hope she stays safe. I will pray for her. And, yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah. So you were on the Melissa Etheridge cruise too. I, I've been on all of them. And it's funny because we always go down to Florida, like a couple of days ahead of time to kind of hang out mm-hmm. by the pool with a lot of people that we met on the cruises. And we met a fan of yours, Susan Hoffman Rippey. 
I don't know if you know who she is. Maybe if I saw a picture, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure if you know her personally, but she was telling us that she's a fan of yours. And um, she was telling us that her sister was your teacher, Mrs. Gardner. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So she was telling us all about that. And she yes. said that you were going to be on. She's like, make sure you go and see them. We said, oh, yeah, we will. And Oh, my gosh. So it yes. was pretty cool. I owe that teacher, Mrs. Gardner, Deb is her first name, uh, so much because when I was in, she was my kindergarten teacher. And when I was in kindergarten, she knew somehow that I had a singing voice and she was bound and determined to get me to use it. And <laughs> she did a kindergarten play every year and she wanted me to play, you know, one of the main singing parts. And I wanted nothing to do with it. I had terrible like stage fright. I didn't want to get up in front of people to do it. And so she kind of co-conspired with my mom and was like, you know, I told my mom, says, you know, I really don't want you to do this. And, uh, and so then they, they sort of jointly talked me into it. I think there was some bribery with a Snickers bar from my mom involved. Um, <laughs> That's funny. And, um, yeah, but Deb was like such a huge part of that. And she has been such an amazing, it's one of the things that I, I can't say enough about when you really have great teachers in your life, how they can really, they, they're all your teachers for life, really. Like you have them at a particular age, but it doesn't really matter. They always like, you know, some teachers, especially just always stick with you. And, and Deb was one of those teachers for me. You know, she came out to Pennsylvania when I did my album release show with Porter and Sales five years ago. Um, she's been out here to see me play solo, you know, a couple times. Uh, she always comes to see me play whenever I in Ohio doing shows, you know, she'll drive wherever I'm playing. Um, and she's, she's so wonderful. And I mean, all the best things you could, qualities you could have as a teacher and her husband's musical too. And he was also a teacher. My sister actually also had her husband for a teacher in the fifth grade and he's a guitarist and a singer. So she's really appreciates music on top of being just an awesome teacher. So that's so, what a small world. That's so crazy. Yeah, we were just, um, we were actually taking the shuttle from, I think it might have been from the airport to the hotel, and she was on our shuttle, oh and we started talking about the cruise and stuff, and she said she was staying at the same hotel, and then when she found out we were going on the cruise, that's when she told us about you and about Porter and Sales going to be on there and, and everything, and then we ended up hanging out with her at the pool the next day for a little while. Oh so. my gosh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I met her once a really long time ago, uh, but it it's been oh gosh, I was probably a teenager. So, but I, yeah, I haven't seen her since then. But what how, what a small world! That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and um, I guess they wanted to go on the cruise, but they had already had plans for a different cruise when they had found oh. out so i don't know she was talking then that maybe if there was another cruise she might go on it which there is supposed to be one this october october yeah yeah i saw that yeah, yeah so i would think all this would be over by then better not ruin my cruise that's all i got to say i hope <laughs> so my gosh for for all of you going on it and all the other musicians that are booked on it too my gosh i know yeah. um, i got to be pretty friendly um, with Melissa Crispo, and she's scheduled to be on it again. We, uh, Melissa Crispo and I are supposed to do a show together in Philadelphia in May. I don't know if that's going to happen, though. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just interviewed her today, too, at noontime. Oh, they're on my okay. lunch break. So, All yeah. right, that sounds good. And it sounds like you're doing really good. You sound really positive, and 
to, and I'm you're trying keeping to busy. be liking this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, as busy as you can be. And I, I have to say, and for all the old musicians out there who, you know, live in cities and small apartments and everything, I'm very thankful that I, I have a house and a yard in Pennsylvania during this time. So mm-hmm. I feel like I have a little more space to spread out because I can imagine that this would be more... Um, a little more trying for people who might not have as much space to sort of spread out a little bit. Oh, right. I know. Yeah. 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 So. To be in a tiny space, that wouldn't be good. And just one more thing. Um, yeah. Want to let people know like where they can find you, like your Facebook handle. Oh, Do yeah. they just type in your name or? Yeah. So if you, the best way to probably find me um, if in a time where there's gigs scheduled is my website. It's just reginasales.com. It's S-A-Y-L-E-S. So I spell my last name. And then uh, you can find me on Facebook. I have an artist page on Facebook that's just Regina Sales. If you want to just like that, that would be great. I do have a personal page, but I'm up to the point you can only have like 5,000 people and I've reached the limit a few times and had to kind of scale down. So <laughs> it's hard hard for me when I get fun requests to accept them because I'm just at that peak point and I because I think people think, oh, she's not uh, accepting my friendship, but it's just probably because I'm over the limit. So I try to send people to the, the fan page to just like the fan page. And then I'm pretty active on Instagram also and that's just backslash Regina Sales. Alright, that sounds good. Alright, thank you so much for joining me today and stay safe and hopefully we'll talk again. All right. Thank thank you so much, Mary. It was really nice talking to you. And thanks for doing this and uh, letting me be a part of it. Oh, I'm so happy you're on it. Thank you very much. All right. You have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Here is Regina singing, I Thought You Should Know, from the Ann Street Session album. So these are my wonderful, wonderful, wonderful friends, Spencer and Chris. Next song is called I Thought You Should Know. I was uh, stuck in Jersey traffic one day and thought I'd write a song in the car. So that's this song. You should know what's different this time. 
That was Regina Sales singing I Thought You Should Know from her Ann Street Session album. And you can find all of Regina's music on all the streaming platforms such as Apple Music, Spotify, and many others. And you can visit my website at entertainment-source.com. There you will find all of the artists in this series as well as their social media links. Entertainment Source Interviews is an Entertainment Source production. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and where you listen to your podcasts. You can follow Entertainment Source Interviews on Twitter and Facebook. If you would like to make a donation to our tip jar, you can find the link in the episode notes. Thanks for listening. Check out my other podcast, It's Just a Ghost.